Hi, I'm Mark Jorgensen, host of the MarkCast podcast. The following is an interview that I did with Laura Shin, who is explaining the software behind Bitcoin, uh, which is called Blockchain. If you'd like to hear more of this complete interview, you can go to the MarkCast podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher, and you can listen to that podcast and a number of other topics, which I do with uh, people that are experts or professionals in a variety of areas. Here's the interview. So just real quick, um, what is, so you specialize in Bitcoin and then FinTech, and there's also this other thing called blockchain. I have no idea what blockchain is, actually. What Can we just explain real quick what that is? Or? Yeah, so blockchain is the technology behind Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Um, and it's actually, like, if you want to get really specific about it, they're calling it distributed ledger technology. Um, but blockchain is just shorthand because... Uh, the Bitcoin protocol um, uses a blockchain uh, to manage its distributed ledger. So um, it, it's just less of a mouthful than distributed ledger, I'm guessing. So, the so what's revolutionary about this technology is that um, so far on the internet, whenever I've sent or whenever anybody has sent anything to anybody else, um, they are always essentially sending a copy. So for instance, if I send you a photo from my phone, I still have a copy of that photo on my phone. Right. Now, it's just that you also have a copy. Um, if I send you an email, same thing, I still have a copy of the email. Um, you know, just name anything that you might send to anybody and it's the same way, right? Like an MP3, a PDF. Um, but what has been revolutionary about Bitcoin is that the technology enables us to know for certain that I no longer have the coins that I've sent you and that you have it. And everybody in the world can know this for certain. And the reason is that instead of using this, you know, third party bank to to um, that we both trust to make sure that this happens safely, um, there are copies of a ledger all around the world on different computers, on basically any computer that is downloaded um, the Bitcoin software. Um, and this ledger contains the whole history of every transaction that's ever happened on the Bitcoin network. And, um, the, and so earlier when I said that I can send you a Bitcoin and you can have it within 10 minutes or, or roughly on average in 10 minutes, um, that's because the way the, the network works is, let's say I want to, you know, uh, execute a transaction. So I let the Bitcoin network know I would like to send Mark one Bitcoin. And um, then uh, all these computers around the world that are called miners, um, meaning like like similar to like if you're mining for gold, um, they <laughs> it, it gets really sort of sci-fi. Um, they essentially are trying to work on really hard math problems. And whoever finishes the math problem first, they get to take all the recent transactions and put them in the next block that goes on the ledger. Wow. Um, and not only that, so they get to record all those transactions in the next block on the ledger, plus they get to win some new Bitcoin. And um, that's what pays for the cost of running these computers that, like if you were to put all the computing power together, I think it's something like five times the world's supercomputers, or I, I forget the... Wow. The, um, I mean, it's just the amount yeah. of technology that has gone into this is really incredible. So um, then on the ledger, you have all these blocks, right? But they're, it's called a blockchain because it's a chain of blocks. It goes all the way back to the very first 
Bitcoin transaction. Um, the reason why it's so powerful is because um, it uses cryptography to uh, do what's called, quote unquote, hash the data, which means I heard this analogy. I think it's great. It's basically like you take a cow and turn it into a hamburger, but then you can never go back from that hamburger to the cow. Right. And so what that means is that it would be very, very difficult for somebody to undo any of the transactions. And so um, that's why, uh, you know, this technology is kind of, um, I, I don't know, threat maybe sounds, uh, um, I, I don't know, it could be overstating it or it could just be factually stating it, but it is definitely um, getting the financial institutions to sit up straight. And right. a lot of them are now trying to um, adopt this technology themselves so that way they can take advantage of it because it is so much more efficient to use this technology rather than the reams of, you know, people and all the layers of, you know, that that go all the middlemen that go um, into making sure that a, tran a financial transaction happens securely. Um, you know, if you get the proper software for it, then like that can wipe out, you know, a whole bunch of uh, people really that are that you maybe now are are having to pay to do that um, and not only that so it's not only that will make um, financial institution services more efficient but it will also uh, open up a lot new a lot of new markets for them like for instance um, you know there there are certain um, kind of small uh, value transactions that you cannot process on a credit card. Um, like for instance, a dollar or whatever, because the the uh, you know basic fee, the basic credit card fee is just too high. It's just infeasible. Um, but the transaction fees on uh, for Bitcoin are so negligible that then uh, these so-called like little tips or micropayments become feasible. Um, and there there's just a whole host of other things that it enables. Um, but probably the areas where we'll see this technology. Um, first make a real impact are in remittances where right, people right. can sit like, so let's say you're sending remittances to your home country every right. single month. Yeah. The fees that you pay right. are so high that right. literally a right. whole month's worth of remittances will be eaten up just by right. the Right. It's up. like 15, 20% or something, or I, I don't know what the... I think it's 8%. Yeah. Eight, oh, 8%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's a whole month's worth of right. remittance going right. just to the fee. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So... Yeah. So um, remittance um, and, remittances and pa is, paying contractors, maybe in other countries that are doing, you know, web web design work for you, that kind of thing. Coders, exactly. You know, all that exactly. kind of stuff. You know, we can find That's, pay people cheap or pay people lower in other countries. So anything that can be done remotely that you can pay people, you know, that you need an easy way to pay people, I think, you know, is vulnerable to this, right? Or susceptible, yeah. or will be benefited by this, I guess. Yes, that was exactly my second example, cross-border payments. Um, and I'm actually already using this myself um, where I uh, th there's like a, a company that is using the Bitcoin blockchain to enable, um, you know, small businesses and freelancers to request payment and send payment using their system. And they will convert. So like, let's say that I uh, want to pay someone uh, in dollars, um, right. they will convert my dollars to Bitcoin, transfer it, you know, in, in 10 minutes, uh, uh, I guess, or, you know, somewhere around sure. there yeah. and then convert uh, back to dollars immediately and, um, you know, and send it over to, to my recipient. Right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately it still takes several days simply because 
um, the traditional banking system requires a few days for an ACH transfer. So it isn't it isn't 10 minutes. We don't experience it as 10 minutes. We still experience it as a few days. Sure. But that's not because of the Bitcoin technology. It's because of the traditional banking system. Yeah. 